that I've seen is people moving out of corporate world into their calling. And I see more and more people doing that, and so many that have already had the courage to do that, which I think is absolutely amazing. And I think what allowed them to do that is no longer caring about the things that everybody else cares about. They started caring about what they cared about. And that kind of bridges us up to what you're asking now. What is it that we think that we need other people to understand? Why is that important? Right? Because then when we feel like we need other people to understand and for it to make sense for others, then we're engaging in this ego battle, in this power struggle. Who has the power? Who am I giving my power away to? Are you having power over me by having these expectations and telling me what to do? Welcome, everyone, to our episode 103. And with my honor guest, Jennifer Regular, we are going to talk about the power of purpose, unleashing your, patch, your passion for a meaningful life. So we are going to discuss all of the things, all of the elements that assemble purpose and the demystifying the concept of purpose because many people think that we just have one purpose and we can have several uh, along our lives and that's the secret that we are going to discover today. So Jennifer Regular is known as a soul illuminator and is the creator of Lighting the Path, a company dedicated to helping business leaders, visionary entrepreneurs and conscious organization to make a positive impact in the world. Jennifer is a wellness consultant and a spiritual guide that specializes in helping you illuminate your unique purpose and implement empowering practices that increase well-being, inspiration, and creativity. Welcome, Jennifer, and it is a pleasure to have you here. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, David. Truly, I feel honored and I'm honoring you too for bringing this work into the world and having this podcast that we get to broadcast yeah. all of our thoughts and ideas and inspirations and insight that uh, everyone gets to take part in. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so Jennifer, let's start with how did you arrive to this uh, path of Uh, illuminating people and helping them finding their purpose mm -hmm. <laughs> certainly on my journey I learned that the path is not linear it's taken yeah. many pivots and twists and turns and you know things I thought would happen things I would become and be and roles that I would take on changed significantly in my lifetime let me tell you so I know we don't have time to go into all of that but uh, <laughs> that's one thing I learned for sure nothing is stagnant nothing stays the same and it's forever changing and evolving and the better we can live our life when we flow with all of those changes you know I thought that I was going to be a clinical forensic psychologist when I went to university and <laughs> that didn't quite happen I did get a degree in psychology and believe it or not I studied serial killers for my <laughs> thesis <laughs> So I delved really into the dark world, but it's always been a fascination for me of how humans operate. Mm. And I can remember being so young, only 10 years old, observing the world in such a grand way, but observing that society seemed to have a big influence and authority that would determine our destiny. Mm -hmm. And I was a little bit, saddened and disheartened and a little bit horrified about that because for me I really felt like all of us have a spiritual energy a spirit being that once we free it it really directs the life that we're meant to live and so when I was working in many different institutions and in my social services work seeing people suffer from so many different obstacles and barriers and I mean, you named the issue. I've been with people that were encountering that and being challenged by that. And I really felt that my destiny, my soul was calling for me to 
guide the destiny of souls into their most empowered way of being. And in order to do that, I had to bring the light and be the light and show them who they truly were, you know, to help them reveal aspects of themselves that might've been squashed or might've been put to sleep because of ways that they were expected to be or how they needed to show up in the world or authorities that would dictate what kind of resources they could have and what kind of support can be given in order for them to live their best life and be able to integrate all of that into society and the world and our families. And I found in my work, in my business work, so when I was working in a healing, I had my own little healing center actually, and I was doing energy work and shamanic work and transformational workshops and so on. And it really came to light how people were really driven by a sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about, you know, the power of purpose. And what I found is that the people I work with have been purpose driven from such a young age. I call them natural born leaders because they've always had something that they stood for, that they valued, that they were passionate about, and that I had a desire to bring that to the forefront. So it's really lighting the path of the way that best supports their purpose and meaning on this planet, you know, and how when we step into that, we're really elevating and uplifting humanity. And not only that, but when we're working with that kind of energy and vibration of our authentic self and allowing spirit to direct the life we're meant to live, then we're actually raising the vibration of the planet as well and being stellar role models <laughs> of mm -hmm. the black sheep. And I feel like, David, that we've been on this individual mission for so long, you know, finding our purpose and our place in the world and how we can best show up in that. And now I'm finding more and more there's more collaboration, more collective movement towards creating harmony to taking a stand together for something, to be able to support each other in our work and I find that we're actually <laughs> have this flock of black sheep, you know, all the ones that didn't quite fit in, that were different, had different ideas and maybe seen as the black sheep of the family that we're really stepping into that now and we're coming together. So I feel like we're bringing in this flock of black sheep together. <laughs> and this is who I bring into my uh, wake up and change the world global summits, because we get to talk on all of the topics that are meaningful and important for us and that we know that other people want to be talking about as well, because it's all about purpose and meaning and fulfillment and reclaiming that inner visionary. And the spiritual life came into me really young. Like when I was six years old, I started to open up to the bigger realities and other dimensions and other ways that I think now we're moving into a more integrated, higher consciousness model of living. And so all of these pieces <laughs> along my journey that I picked up, I feel are now becoming more and more integrated into the path that I'm meant to be walking right now. And with all of these black sheep that are walking alongside me. So it's pretty exciting. Well, I, I couldn't agree more with many of the points that you mentioned in terms of um that kind of um, I will call it curiosity that we have when we are children and that inner voice that drives us to certain things and since we are children we start either playing with certain things or looking for answers in whatever it is that that we ask questions because when we are children we are very prone to ask questions and that's something that starts guiding us into what we really uh, resonate with. And that's just the like the doorway of starting to walk into our own path and starting to discover the things that um, that we want to know more about. And that for me is, is just amazing because I, I relate a lot with that because I, I am a curious person i always like to ask questions about many things and i, I don't like to believe in a certain uh, program or in a certain narrative that many of the things that society tries to impose uh, because for me 
some of many of them <laughs> they don't match they just don't match for me and they don't make sense if i look or if i try to unravel more about the root cause of of many of them and that's why i think uh, i feel that i'm living also a more fulfilled and a freer life no so I think that uh, we can go into that uh, pathway into freedom. How does purpose relate to freedom? How does purpose relate to freedom? I love it. <laughs> well, first of all, understanding that our purpose truly is to be human. This is why we came to Earth, to see what it's like, to be curious about mm -hmm. being human. And we get to experience our humanity. And the freedom in being able to do that is that we get to explore all of the possibilities. And I love that you bring up curiosity because that's kind of how I approach life too, David, is I approach it with curiosity, courage, and compassion. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to look at how we actually approach our life. You know, what guides us, what drives us, what motivates us what moves us into living our life and what kind of life are we living into? But the freedom too, is that we don't have to control everything. We can relax, we can soften and see how life unfolds for us. And then be curious about that. And then reawaken that wonder of life, that curiosity, because that's what opens us up to our creativity where we get to create. And that brings a certain sense of freedom. <laughs> And also about opening up to the infinite possibilities. There is so much that we can choose to experience in this lifetime. Yeah. And so the freedom comes when we get space for that, to be able to open and receive the blessings and the lessons and all of the things, <laughs> and then build the capacity to be able to hold it all. Because if we let so much come in and happen to us and for us, it can be really overwhelming, not knowing which direction to go to. And it can be very confusing when there's so many different choices. And so we have the freedom to choose. And that's part of the cycle of transformation, really. And transformation is all about transcending form. So we get to shape shift into different ways of being and see what that's like. You know, like I said, I was going to be a clinical forensic psychologist. Then I shapeshifted into something. Then I was a shamanic practitioner. And then I was a master integrated energy therapist. Then I was a speaker and author and a daughter. And, uh, you know, all of the different roles that we get to play with as well. <laughs> and so for me, the freedom is being able to be flexible in all of that and create space to explore. I, I love that because... Well, nowadays and also in the past, I think that um, we are um, set on a path that has to be just one, has to be, uh, you have to be named according to the title that you obtain, you have to be named according to the things that you are doing, and many times you can get used to those facts and define your own identity and personality just according to to those things that probably you didn't even choose. At certain points in your life, uh, there are things that you don't really choose. They happen to you randomly, let's say, because it's not completely random. There is a purpose for that also. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's when you all... Um, start listening more to your inner messages of uh, not being in alignment with you. Mm -hmm. And that's that's where this uh, spark of shifting, of acquiring more things or acquiring knowledge or open your vision starts to to enlighten your your outlook for life no mm -hmm. you start mm -hmm. seeing more possibilities and not just the one that probably your parents wanted you to be or right. 
the society approves that is successful or whatever it is the the label that we can add no and that is also something that we can now ask with what is the or why do people <laughs> see uh, bad or not bad but uh, they judge too much shifting professions or shifting what you are doing and mm. why why do they don't understand that that's how it is supposed to be as you mentioned we are humans and we are here to explore so how can we make more sense for all of the other people that probably they are just happy with one path <laughs> yes Okay, so a couple of things. I just wanted to reflect a little bit on what you were saying because one of the major shifts that I've seen is people moving out of corporate world into their calling. Mm. And I see more and more people doing that and so many that have already had the courage to do that, which I think is absolutely amazing. And I think what allowed them to do that is no longer caring about the things that everybody else cares about. They started caring about what they cared about. And that kind of bridges us up to what you're asking now. What is it that we think that we need other people to understand? Why is that important? Right? Because then when we feel like we need other people to understand and for it to make sense for others, then we're engaging in this ego battle, in this power struggle. Who has the power? Who am I giving my power away to? Are you having power over me by having these expectations and telling me what to do? And part of that judgment and resentment and anger creates from that conflict and it accelerates. And so then people start to rebel or push away or avoid and resist and kind of tighten up, kind of have their back up, right? Because then they feel a little threatened now. And so if we can cultivate forgiveness, for example, as I'll use that as an example. So forgiveness being giving ourselves the freedom from emotional attachments. A lot of our attachments come from emotions, yeah. <laughs> right? And so, which is interesting because emotion really, as we heard many times is energy in motion. And yet when there's an attachment, it already causes a conflict because that's not the way it's meant to be. It's just something that we experience that moves through us ideally, you know, and we could be happy one minute and then sad the next minute. And it doesn't mean we have a mental disorder necessarily. It just means that we get to run the whole gamut of human emotions and have different experiences and recognize that nothing's stagnant, that things do flow and change continuously. And I've been there and I'm sure you have too, David, and so many listening there's a little bit of fear and trepidation around change because it means that a lot of other changes follow with it. There's changes in our career, changes in our financial situation, mm -hmm. changes in our health, changes in the family dynamics and friendships. When we start to align more fully with our values, we naturally create these boundaries. And the thing is, there's a tendency to think of boundaries as creating walls in barriers and it's not actually you think of boundaries for life of balance where it actually gives us freedom freedom to fully be who we are and that's when we're truly in alignment and then with that we're on a different frequency and vibration and we're going to start attracting different people in our life that have shared values or working towards a common purpose and goal and others that are not, not vibrating that, those people that you mentioned, David, that maybe don't understand or don't, doesn't make sense to them, it's not relevant for them, that starts to fall away. Yeah. And that has some good and bad, you mm -hmm. know, you know, and, uh, and that's hard, you know, because there's some grief with that, there's some loss with that. And we might have had expectations about certain outcomes of way, the way we want our life to turn out or our marriage to turn out or the way we want to set up our home. <laughs> you know, there's different outcomes and visions that we have. And 
it's nice when we can have a shared vision and to have a shared vision that's truly aligned, then we need to be able to be fully ourselves. And sometimes we can't be, don't feel safe to be fully ourselves with others. And it's really, it's, I don't feel there is a push to make them understand. I used to, I used to be very much in that. Now I've, now I've found that I can, I have more acceptance of their views and where they are in their path and more acceptance of my own views and values in my path. And as such, our priorities might be different. doesn't mean we don't care about each other or love each other any less. It just means mm-hmm. the way we live our life and who we surround ourselves with might start to look a little different. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing, but at first it might feel a little sad. Yeah. I, I relate to that and I resonate with that because I, I have lived also that since I just took this entrepreneur pathway Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's when I felt more the judgment the criticize and the expectations no that people have on you and how they judge what you are doing or they see it as a game or they see it as a hobby Mm -hmm. and you have to justify sometimes to them and I I just I am like you I mean I I don't need to justify what I like because this is what I love and that that it took me for 40 years to find out it's perfect perfect <laughs> I mean it was I don't know probably I just um envisioned that before because it there is a story in my life that when I was working in corporate in the pharma industry I I talked with a friend and I told her that when I get, uh, I was 29, more or less, or 28, something like that. And I told her that I was going to work hard and I wanted to retire from the industry at 40. Mm-hmm. And I forgot about that. I just go on with my life and I just kept working and doing the normal things let's say <laughs> the the path of of everyone or or the more the majority and when i got 40 i was in contact with her and she told me do you remember that when you enter into the corporate you told me that you were you had a goal of retiring from this profession at 40 and i told her i didn't remember no I just mm-hmm. forgot, but but my path was already marked, and my vision was already in the life that I wanted to have, and and the things that I wanted to do. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was not um, very clear in that, but I knew that it. I didn't wanted to to have a boss. <laughs> let's say mm-hmm. yes. That I wanted to do what I what I loved. No. And and I went to teaching and I went to this entrepreneur uh, pathway and I also wrote the, the book and doing this podcast and encountering people like you and, and many others that I have interviewed and that I have met. It's just, as you mentioned, there is now a higher vibration for people to, to feel more that voice, to empower more that voice and to to take action, not just to to lay, to leave it as as a hobby or as a wish, no? Uh-huh. Yes, and this is where, David, you got to unleash your passion, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And to have a more meaningful and fulfilling life because you know in the corporation and the pharma that you're falling asleep. You didn't remember, recall consciously your vision, but you had it written down, you knew it, and the universe and powers that be, set everything forth for you and you still took those steps even though you weren't consciously aware of it it still happened and that's the beauty of it right we let go because we weren't so attached to it but if you had stayed there and if I had stayed in the systems that really constrict how we can serve people and the people that are in it then you know yeah we have great work great pay and we'd have our pension and we have our benefits but do we have meaning and fulfillment? A little bit, 
but there's so much more. And so when we unleash our passion, Mm -hmm. then we get to experience a more meaningful and fulfilling life and to to feel more alive for one thing, because that's, you know, what passion can feel like. But what came to me, which was really interesting, is that when you break up the word passion, it's pass Mm -hmm. I on. And that Mm -hmm. I is your soul's expression of what you're here to pass on in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So this is the thing. This is your potency, because we all have skills and abilities, but we can tap into our potency, our I. That's what we get to pass on in this lifetime, either through our energy through our work, through our service, through through cooking for our family, no matter what it is, it gets expressed because there's so much love and gratitude and joy that's being expressed through that. And soul, I mean, you can even break that up. Well, actually, it's an acronym for sending out universal love. Mm. That's really what it's all about, right? <laughs> to, to rise up into the love and to love each other, to love life, to have reverence for life and all our relations and to cultivate conscious creation. That's the kind of culture that I'm creating. And it's supported. It's totally supported because that's who we are and that's what we're meant to do. And, you know, David, part of my life path and my experiences along it was a lot of loss, so much loss. And I've been to many, many funerals and wakes and celebrations of life. And I was really fortunate in that because it really made me think of, well, what really matters, how short life is and what meaning it had. I got to that really quickly because of having experienced death in this way, you know, so many times. Also in that, I got to hear what people were talking about with the what people who had left this earth and who had transitioned and were now helping on the other side, whether they had a relationship with the other side or not, how their relationship mm-hmm. continued with the person that left on. And, you know, David, what I found too is that it's the spirit of that person, their energy, their core essence that people remembered and the dynamic of that relationship was a little different from each person because when our energies come together, there's a new dynamic, a new synergy that takes place. So one person can have like a fantastic relationship with someone. Another person is like, I couldn't get along with them at all. (laughs) You know, and you wonder why it's the same person, but it's our relation, how we relate to each other and the energy that we exchange in that relationship. But what I'm getting at is that I is what got talked about what they passed on during their lifetime. That's what leaves the impact and the legacy is when we can really tune into our true passion and really harness that. You know, it feels like we're alive. It feels like we're aligned and we're happy and joyful. We're energized. We're doing what we love. And here's another acronym is love is lots of vital energy. So that's what we get to experience when we're doing what what we love. And that lights us up and that inspires others, you know, to be a role model too and and not be in a place where, oh, I wish I could do that and I'm not that good and, you know, they're better than me. No, it's like, oh, I can do that too. Because then we're vibrating the right kind of energy that inspires them, not makes them feel humbled by it, but actually inspires them and and wants to be in your energy, right, in your presence. and. And that's what we're here meant to do as entrepreneurs is to take a stand for something, live our values, live our passion. And this is a good thing. This is exciting. You can see how excited I get about it because that's what I love in my work is when I see that sparkle come back in people's eyes, that's success for me. That's living a successful life, you know, because you're doing what you meant to do here and you're becoming who you came here to be. Yeah, I love I love many many of the acronyms that you mentioned. I I just love <laughs> them, and I was also uh, reflecting on on how did I find that vision that that I set, and and it is by what you said by other people that when I went to the gym and I was in the corporate world, I saw them that they were relaxed, they were doing exercise at their own pace, and they mm-hmm. had a and I asked them questions and I ask them what do you do 
uh, how did you get to your business? And all of those questions I, I asked them and I said, I want to be like them. I just want to be free of schedules, free of uh, orders, <laughs> free of of those uh, stressful calls that is urgent. Everything is urgent. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And, and that's how I, I arrived to, to the vision that I said, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do right now, but I know that I don't want to be in this place. No. Yes. And this is just a temporary thing that is going to give me the freedom that mm -hmm. I want in the future. And that's how I set my my purpose in motion. And and I love the the acronym of passion, pass mm -hmm. I on. That's yeah. beautiful because it is exactly what remember. I was just listening in a podcast. I don't I don't even remember of whom because I listened to many. <laughs> and I was listening that um, we need more to be in touch with death mm -hmm. so that we can appreciate life. Mm -hmm. Because many times we give for granted many of the things that we have and simple things that when when you are either sick or you are near to someone that is dying or that mm -hmm. is dead, that's when you reflect on of on many of those simple things of life and that's mm -hmm. when you also uh, take more responsibility for what you want in your life and mm -hmm. start questioning more if what you are doing is the right thing or feels right in the moment no mm -hmm. and you'll know you'll know right away because your body will tell you Mm -hmm. It'll feel like you have a bit of anxiety that something's just not quite right or it yeah. kind of makes you feel heavy or down in your energy or really anxious, you know, about something and you're looking for anxiety. It's like any exit, right? You're looking for <laughs> a way out of what you're feeling and yeah, being able to do that. And I think, David, the more that we can embrace our authenticity and then we can live our passion and our purpose. And that leads us naturally, a natural consequence is having a happier, more meaningful and fulfilling life. Mm -hmm. And so one way though, is to, to really step into that, to really claim our spiritual sovereignty. Cause they mentioned about purpose being, being human, <laughs> mm -hmm. right. And our calling and our path to our different experiences changes over time. We can be multi-passionate and have many ideas, especially as a visionary entrepreneur. I'm sure many of you listening can relate. And <laughs> so, yeah. Um, see, I just lost my train of thought there too. No, don't worry. <laughs> no idea where I was going with that. But, um, oh, that to recognize that first and foremost, though, we are spiritual beings having this human experience. And that's the antidote to imposter syndrome because Imposter syndrome is when we're trying to be something we're not actually. We're trying to fit into some kind of idea, expectation, or framework of somebody else, right? Or we may be somewhere where we know we belong and we have ideas, but that we're afraid to speak into that. Mm. And what's holding you back from that, right? You're not really stepping into your true self, your true being, if you're holding yourself back from something. Mm -hmm. And so the antidote to that is to claim your spiritual sovereignty, to know that there is nothing <laughs> holding you back, that you're exactly where you're meant to be doing what you need to be doing, or it's going to become crystal clear that you're not. And then start walking the path that you see, David, you don't always know, need to know where you're going to know that you're on the way, know what's not working and move towards what is rather than trying to understand and, and, fit into something that you're just not yeah you know and there's nothing and not judge yourself or feel shame or guilty about that you know there's shame is real the real imposter i wrote a an article and i have some um like podcast around that too that the real imposter is actually shame it doesn't belong there it doesn't belong in you it's not who you are 
So claiming that spiritual sovereignty, and then what's going to sustain ourselves in the process, David, as we start gaining this momentum and birthing our ideas and our passions and into the world and creating this life is spiritual wellness. Because that's what mm. gets so neglected in a lot of self-care regimes is that it doesn't recognize like, you know, people will do yoga meditation for mind, body, spirit, but there's a whole soul centered approach we can take to self care. And I call it spiritual wellness. And this is something I really help people do to implement empowering practices in their life so that they can lead others in a meaningful way and help sustain their vision, their momentum and their well being in the process. Because as an entrepreneur, we work a lot (laughs) and we're so for other people that we can also give a lot of ourselves and we need to come back to ourselves every now and then and really come from our center. And so there's a lot of centering practices that become important and keeping our spirit intact so we don't become disheartened, disillusioned, let down by society (laughs) not understanding yet you know or our families not understanding yet that um we can keep our spirit intact because there's so many things that threaten to dispirit us to bring us down to stop us in our tracks and make us want to go in a different direction that uh, it's really important that we engage in spiritual wellness and sustain our well-being and keep our spirit intact i think that's important too so that we can keep doing <laughs> doing and keep evolving on the or, path and actually self-actualize. Yeah, I, I agree with with many of the points that you mentioned. And also I was um trapped by the idea that when we are in when we feel that imposter syndrome is because we cannot express what we want to say. Right. And many times when you are in a in a job setting, in a regular job setting, whatever it is, academics or corporate, it happens everywhere that Mm -hmm. you are not free to express yourself and you have Mm -hmm. to align to certain path of saying the things or you cannot cannot even express your creativity because there are certain procedures Mm -hmm. (laughs) that are already established and you cannot go against those procedures and blah, 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 and all of those things that they impose to you. And that's when you start feeling down and your energy, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, goes really depleted. And I I relate or I I remember a moment in my life that was the turning point Mm -hmm. when I felt that completely depleted of energy. And I just had a few piece of energy to arrive to my home and turn on the TV and just stay there. Yeah. And and that's when I said, this is not me. This is not me. I was not like this. I was Mm -hmm. not the person that didn't have energy, that wanted to watch TV. And that's when I start saying, this job is really affecting me now. And I don't want to be anymore. And that's when I started to plan my exit yeah. of, of that kind of setting. Yeah. Um, and that shame that you mentioned is also very powerful in terms of making you feel first low in energy. And second, you start to lose your self-esteem. You start to, to lose your trust in yourself and in your skills and in your abilities. And you become completely hopeless of mm-hmm. and just turn into the mindset of doing things for doing them and not having a purpose exactly yeah <laughs> yes yes oh david i 100 percent relate and resonate with what you're saying yeah. and you know what <laughs> i just thought of something else that was a fun play on words when you spoke about lowering our self-esteem yeah i really heard the part steam and we ran out of steam yeah. Exactly. Right? Our energy. Yeah. It's Suffering like it's sucking the energy. Like <laughs> exactly. someone someone yeah. or, or the environment sucks the energy of, from you and, and you are you don't recognize yourself. No. Because uh, that's not us. 
Yeah. It's not us. Yeah. But that that's the moment that many people that are in the in that side mm -hmm. have to experience by themselves. Yeah. So that they want to give the jump in vibration and in energy to where they are, no? And they don't have to do it right away because that's what they think many times. And they say, well, mm -hmm. it's very easy to speak for you because you already did it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you say, well, it's not that I did it in a moment or no. just from yesterday to today. Mm -hmm. so you have to have a plan and an exit plan of, of doing the things. And mm. that's the best way to start recovering your energy because you yes. are now in the mind of the plan and you have your own thing that you want to do. And you start setting your your steps, let's say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to recover yourself to be yourself totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, just start taking the next step. But you know what? It's a wake up call. Yeah. And what I mean by that, too, is actually quite simple in that we fell asleep. You know, we're zoning out on Netflix or whatever and recognizing this, this isn't me. And then you get up from that, out from that slumber and you wake up. And you're like, you're recognizing what alive means to you again, mm -hmm. right? And then what's in start, you get called to and drawn to what helps you feel more alive. And one simple step is to start raising your vibration and waking up and getting back to the things that you love. So you mm -hmm. can make a list, five, 10, 20, 30 things that you love, and then circle a few and then choose one to start engaging in, you know, and at least for that time period, five minutes, an hour, a day, a week, whatever it might be, you're doing something you love and you have that energy. And the more you do that, the more you're cultivating that energy and that creates momentum. And yeah. then you get to birth into this new way of being, right? But it starts with that decision mm -hmm. is of saying no more or I want this. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And yeah, you don't need to have it all figured out. No. It's just having that decision. Everything just kind of comes into play. You get mm -hmm. the support, you get the resources, everything comes for you. And you just have to experience it to believe it because <laughs> we can tell you because David and I have been through this yeah. and we continue to be, go through this. I mean, it's not perfect. We strive no. for growth and not perfection. And that's how we can think of it. I, so I talk to people about too is you don't talk about moving out of your comfort zone. It's just stepping into your growth zone. Because mm. the truth is the comfort zone is not all that comfortable anyways. Yeah. <laughs> We're restless. <laughs> We just don't know what to do with our restlessness, right? <laughs> so stepping yes. into our, our growth zone and unleashing your passion. You know, and and using that power of purpose, remembering back to when you were younger, what was driving you, motivating you, and restoring that and using that power to mm -hmm. power you up and then create this life of meaning and fulfillment. Yeah. And I, I love that, the, the growth sound, because mm -hmm. you always, every day you are learning something new mm -hmm. and, and you really start opening your eyes to the amazing things that you can do by just learning now with the technology that we have looking for tutorials and learning a, a skill yeah. and then practicing the skill and then becoming I mean making mistakes of course when I started the podcast I made a lot of mistakes and I said well that's the only way I'm going to learn no and being yeah. nervous in the interview and, and not knowing what to say or or just uh, having a script of questions that was the beginning of of the podcast for me and i said i i think i don't need the 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 questions anymore at the beginning i need them because i was not used to just uh, stepping into the next topic and that's how you start creating and empowering your mind also to go into different topics but that's that's how you acquire any ability any and and we all can re relate to that when we were in school when we didn't know 
how to read when they didn't know how to do certain math operations mm -hmm. and we practice and we practice and we master many of those things and then yeah. it was easy and that's it yes yes <laughs> it's a path of self-mastery of spiritual mastery and leading our spirit freeing our spirit to direct the life that we're meant to live you know just follow where your spirit wants to take you and be curious about it. You know, we looped it right back to the beginning where we were talking about curiosity and being open and restoring that wonder and being open to the possibilities. What else is possible? Yeah. And what can you tell me about the meaning? Because we have meaning in the title. So we, yeah. and we have been mentioning how do people find meaning in what they are doing? Yeah, through alignment. Through mm. alignment and through living their values. Because mm. values, appreciation, meaning, they all go together. Mm -hmm. You know, and so like a couple of my values is autonomy and spirituality, integrity. So if I have all three of those in my life and I'm living that way and everything that I do and the way I approach life, has those three elements that creates meaning for me because hmm. now I'm living my values. I'm aligned with them. And this is meaningful because, and then also following what you stand for. Hmm. What are you for? What is your true passion? What's that eye that you're passing on? This is what brings that meaning because then you become meaningfully engaged in life, in your work, in your service, in your family, in your friendships, in your relationship, because you're aligned with your values. There's an appreciation there and you're harnessing your passion into that. And mm -hmm. so that brings the fulfillment. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's like, just like a recipe of yeah. feeling complete. Yeah. Feeling whole, feeling let's say blissful no mm -hmm. and that that you can face uh, anything that comes in your way and and you are just satisfied i was i i think that also something that relates to a topic that we mentioned before about death is that you face your life and you say well what if i die tomorrow yeah if if you ask that question that is of course, scary and mm -hmm. but real, probably. Mm -hmm. Then you say, Well, if I die today, I'm okay. I'm fine. Yeah. I, I am in alignment with what with what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I said the things that I wanted to say, up to now, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and I'm I'm okay. So you are not afraid of whatever can happen no yeah and if you have any trouble making a decision or wanting to find clarity or any confusion about any of that and, and wondering what's meaningful for you then that's a good way to think I remember reading a book um I think it was Stephen Levine about a year to live hmm. if you had one year to live how would you be living it hmm. and that's how I lived my life like I, I actually put that into practice and that changed so many things for me that year. Okay, yeah. I have a year to live. Because then you really get down to it. You yeah. really get down to what's meaningful and what you need to do. And it's it's different from a bucket list. <laughs> yeah. It's not that. <laughs> you know, there might be a couple of things that overlap on your list. But it's really, yeah, getting down to it. And then you can really simplify it and say, okay, if I only have today, I only have today, what do I want to make sure I leave today with? What do I want to complete by the end of the day? What mm -hmm. do I want to do? But more importantly, how do I want to be? And this is one of the practices I bring people into is like creating a to-be list. Mm -hmm. And that could be qualities. It could be aspirations. It could be anything you want it to be, whatever comes to mind <laughs> and how you want to be. And then from that place, create your to-do list. And this too is what's going to bring you meaning and fulfillment yeah that's a very very powerful um tactic to live by doing your b because 
nobody almost mentions how do you want to be. It, mm-hmm. it is usually what do you have to do? Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you have to do to be that, right? You'll create yeah. your to-do list based on that. Otherwise, it's just going to be a thing that's a never-ending story because <laughs> it's not meaningful. Yeah. It's not aligned with anything, really. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Um, how can we um, wrap up everything that we spoke and just uh, leave people with one powerful message about purpose and meaning? Yeah. <laughs> so many things I want to say. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to go with my motto that I have on my website. It's just free your spirit to direct the life that you're meant to live. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you, Jennifer, for all the, the wisdom that you share with us <laughs> and with the audience uh, that I'm sure that they will resonate a lot. And we need more of that message because I can just imagine a world where everyone is brave and courageous enough to live their purpose and to listen to their soul mm-hmm. and to just step into that vibration and freedom. Yes, to have the courage to dream a new dream. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And, of course, if you have questions, if you have reflections, if you have just resonate with the message, leave us a reaction, a comment, and more questions. Why not? <laughs> and <laughs> we will be in touch with Jennifer. Jennifer, how can people contact you or what is the best way for people? To yeah, contact? you know what? You can find everything on my website. You can get to my podcast, my social channels, some downloads, an on-demand masterclass on creative transformation, how to reach out for me. Everything's available on my website, which is Perfect. lightingthepath.ca. Beautiful. Thank you. And we will um, add this information to the to the notes of the podcast. So thank you, everyone. And we will listen to uh, the next episode. Bye.